0: Welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast. While we're currently watching the match between Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes, and it's already coming out to a pretty feisty start. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of trash talking in this (laughs) um, among the the group. So uh, if anyone out there is watching it, I'm sure there'll be a great, uh, I'm assuming it's 18 holes, I guess.
1: Yeah, remember last year, though, the match was only like 13 holes, so oh, I don't know uh, what we're doing this. Uh, whatever,
0: how long that ever it is, it's, it's 12, 18, 21, 29, or seven holes. It's probably going to be a pretty entertaining um, time for everyone that's watching it. There's
1: a lot of um, NFL talent there on those four quarterbacks. I mean, um, well, we already got how many Super Bowls? Tom Brady's got six. And then one. Mahomes the got one, seven. and Aaron Rodgers got one. Up to eight. And I think um, if you take one of those four, probably, likelihood, one of them's going to win the (laughs) Super Bowl again this year. So, um, I mean, there's um, some real talent there. And
0: you know what? I say the AFC, two quarterbacks have the highest chance, in my opinion. Yeah. Josh Allen. I don't really know if I, yeah, we'll we'll save that for another time.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of interesting. It's fun watching them. It's glad to see golf again. Gets people excited about golf, just even though they're not professional golfers. But it's fun to see. Grows the sport, I think. Yeah. again just it's it's good publicity for the game and i think golf is on a uh, revitalization i think the pandemic had a lot of bad things but i think the one thing it actually did is i think it helped the game of golf um it got more people out and um i think it got people more interested and things like this can only help the game of golf so i don't know where this golf course is i'm assuming it's las vegas and it looks pretty interesting it looks like it's literally built in the middle of the city um so it's a pretty neat looking course um, maybe if we go to Vegas, we'll go there if we have enough money in our pocketbooks. Yeah, I, if you're buying. I'm going to find out the name of this course, and I'm going to look it up, and I'll let you know by the end of the oh, Tom, That's not podcast um, <clears throat> what the name of this course is and see if we can get some people out there. But anyways, topics today. We got a little bit of everything for you, some stuff that we haven't been able to cover because we've been busy doing other things on the podcast. But <clears throat> before we go anywhere, we got to start. We haven't talked a ton of MBA in here, but... We obviously are um, one day away from the start of the NBA Finals. It's the Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. Um, It's, I think, offense versus defense, right? Um, You got Steph Curry trying to finally win an NBA Finals MVP. All week on ESPN they've been promoting this idea of does Steph need to win an MVP title in the conference in in the NBA Finals in order to cement his legacy and that he wasn't always the best player on Golden State when they won, blah, blah, blah. Um, So Steph's got some stuff to prove, according to some people. And, of course, the Celtics, um, they just find a way to win. So, um, again, I definitely think it's offense versus defense. I don't think the Celtics want to get a shootout with Golden State. Uh, And then, of course, I'm sure Draymond Green's going to have some technicals, and we'll see if he gets kicked out of any games. Hmm. What's your take on the the finals?
0: I think it's going to be a pretty good series. Um, I think, I think I read that the Celtics actually are like betting favorites to win the series, which kind of surprised me. Um, but I think the Celtics have a good matchup with the Warriors. Uh, they got good matchups among, uh, Marcus Smart trying to cover Steph Curry. Um, Jalen Brown, and, uh, Jason Tatum are two of, some of the, well, two of the best, um, not the best, but maybe two of the best athletes in the NBA to be able to cover Poole and, and Clay and. Um, I mean, those are your main six. I mean, I don't even know really entirely who the starting center would be for the Celtics um, and not even really for the Warriors either. I mean, I guess there's Draymond, but... um, I mean, those are your really star six players that are going to be playing um, biggest names. So, I guess they got Wiggins and uh, the Warriors and Draymond Green, but, um, you know, they got a, a good good group going there I think it's going to be a good, a good series but I, I actually don't think I'll go with the Celtics I think I'd go with the Warriors if I was going to have to pick it um, maybe I'm just biased because I've uh, I don't know why I just think that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are going to be hard to beat if they're playing well and Jordan Poole a young guy that is has risen um, a lot through the rankings uh, showing that he's a really good NBA player and going to be a really good NBA player um, so a lot of young talent uh, in these these finals, right? I guess Steph's not young but I guess neither is really Claude or Draymond, but they don't
1: look they don't act like they're old players, I guess. No. They don't feel like it. I think um, you know, but I did see um Steph Curry getting some new grips on his golf clubs yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. Getting ready for the off season. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I mean He said Warriors and Four and then I'm out in the course. <laughs> I think um, I could see this probably going seven games. Um yeah, I think it's I, good series.
0: I think it's two pretty it's evenly matched in the teams. NBA
1: though, um, I gotta take offense over defense in the NBA. Um, I just got a feeling that in the end, it's too much for Golden State. And now the question is: Is Golden State, if they win this NBA Finals, I mean, I think they gotta be considered a dynasty, don't you think? I mean, mm-hmm. how can they not be put in some of the categories of the Pistons, the Bulls, um, Pistons. Yeah, back in the 80s when the Pistons won a bunch of champions back-to-back. And you cool. had the Bulls. I know, but they were dominant. I mean, then you had the Bulls, obviously. Um, I mean, you got to wonder, like, where they kind of fit in in this whole thing.
0: I mean, if you want to um, say that, you can say, like, the Bulls and Warriors and then, like, the Pistons, but like it's way okay. down there. I'm
1: just saying, I mean, the Pistons were a pretty dominant team even when they didn't win the championship. So just kind of interesting to see um, – where maybe they rank all-time, but I think, what did I tweet you, that um, for the past six out of eight finals, the Golden State's been in it? I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Um, And now they are, gosh, so I think if they lose this, they'll be 3-3 and or something like that, so... Um this would be an important one. I mean Yeah, they lost the one, than three and three, that's for sure. They lost the one to LeBron and then they lost the one to Kawhi
0: when Kevin Durant brought towards Achilles and Clay Thompson, I think ended up pairing as ACL that series too. Yeah. So um, than, I mean, they won the two with I mean I'd have to argue probably the greatest they didn't have the greatest record of all time, but I don't really think there's any way you can argue that the, the what course. eight seventeen and eighteen Warriors weren't, weren't the greatest teams of all times. Ooh, all time. Um, with uh, Kevin Durant on the team, and obviously the current team minus
1: Jordan Poole. So I see Kevin Durant's upset that he left. Yeah, I Golden saw stake. I saw
0: a funny thing that said um, Kyrie and Kevin Durant both left their teams to join and make a dynasty, and both their prior teams are in the NBA Finals now.
1: Yeah, so, I, you know, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's the old adage, the grass is greener on the other side, and yet... Um, I think Golden State ain't missing a beat and I think they're just fine without Kevin Durant on the team and... Um... yeah, I, I think it was... I mean, I think somewhat
0: it's hard. It's like when you have like, you know, the, the 1992 Dream Team. You talk about team guys like that where they just have big egos. It's like the U.S. Ryder Cup team every single year. Um, every other year I should say. Um, where it just... You know, you think on paper they should absolutely just dominate. But at the same time, I think you got to get a team to be able to work together and Obviously, not always the most talented team wins, um, so I just think that's kind of the way it is, and the way it was. I think at times that um, they kind of butted ahead just because they were, you know, big names and wanted probably their part names part of the action more, and they just weren't getting it. And I saw somewhere that said like Draymond like confronted Ky- or, uh, Kevin Durant and said like We can win without you," and obviously right now he's
1: they're proving that. Uh oh, we just got our first fan hit on the course. Think he's, he's have even hit it hard enough to get into the fairway gonna have a bruise on his hand that's for sure he's shaking his head um, uh, they they're, they're all over the place I'll tell you what I'd be standing away from these guys but yeah I don't know I think it's gonna be interesting um, again I think it's classic I think Boston has a defense that can 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 slow Golden State down golden boy. State oh my Lord Patrick Mahomes. Um, right. Far. oh okay Golden State yeah um, Shoots the ball well, but they've also had some games where they've um, not shot the ball particularly well. So again, that's their that's their hanging point. That's what they say. Is, whoa, um, that's what they say is their strong point. So we'll see. I'll take Golden State in seven. Um, I think um, give Seth another title. Steph. Steph, I'm sorry, and um, I think he's got his what his fourth MBA title. I think. Now. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean that's that's pretty remarkable, and I don't see any reason why Golden State. I knew he was his
0: fourth NBA title, but his first NBA NBA uh, Finals MVP.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean that. I mean we'll see if he is the MVP in the finals, but that's true. I guess mean, he might not
0: win it still.
1: I mean that's that was the rallying cry this week on ESPN. Is it hurt his legacy if he has four titles and no, you know MVP? I, I don't think so. I mean, I think if you ask anybody who they fear more than anyone, it's Steph Curry, you know. And, again, this morning the conversation is about who gets double-teamed more and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I think Steph Curry is still the best pure shooter in the game. Obviously he got injured when they thought they had that dirty play against him, gosh, what, a month or two ago. And he's obviously been back. So um, I'll take the Warriors and seven. They become a dynasty And I think Steph Curry becomes probably a top 10 NBA player of all time. Oh, I think he is without question. Even right now?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think he's the most pure shooter of all time without question. I think Clay is right on his tail. But, I mean, I don't know how you you can say he's probably not one of the top three hardest players to ever guard. So, I guess maybe you can say maybe not his defense is not good. But, I mean, he's also playing in an era where offense – it matters more than defense, and that's just playing the way the way he plays. So, I mean, he could play how any any um, era, and he
1: still light it up. Yeah. All right. Well, who's what's your prediction? Oh, I got the the Warriors. Okay. So we got both got Warriors. We'll see what happens. Um,
0: hoping it should be. I hope. Hopefully, it's a good series. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it could go seven or six. I don't think it would be any shorter than that. No. So
1: I think it's gonna be good. I think. I think we got a golf vacation plan in a couple weeks and we may be finally may take that long before i think game six and seven are like three weeks away so we'll see what happens um speaking of the match it's only a 12 hole event and it's at the Wynn golf club in las vegas so now the next thing i got to find out is what the green fees are um so anyways just so you know and now speaking of golf um we obviously have been talking about it on here for a long time now of um Well, everything going on with the LIV Tour and how it affects um, that PGA Tour, players defecting, players headed there. Um, Let's be honest, it's, um, I don't know. So yesterday, finally, the list came out. There was always a lot of rumors. Um, Steven, give us some names of some guys that are headed to play next week.
0: Dustin Johnson, Louis Oosthuizen, Kevin Nod, Tara Gooch, Sergio Garcia, Pablo, uh, I don't know how to say it, Richard Bland, Matt Jones, Sean Norris, Sam Horsfield, Lee Westwood, I don't know how to say the next person's name, Ian Poulter, Byrne Weisberger, Hudson Swafford, Oliver Becker. Those are the top 100. There's a couple more guys, but um, one is James Byatt, who won the U.S. Amateur just last year. And for someone like him, I I understand, like, doing it. If I was in a situation, I'd probably do the same thing because it's going to be guaranteed money, and I don't know what they're going to do with the guys that do go. I mean, are they going to ever allow them back on the tour? I don't know, but if I was him, I would definitely have chased the money, at least now, and once you get set, then come back to the PGA Tour, but, like, guys like Dustin Johnson, I don't really get it. I think I read somewhere that he's rumored to get about $150 million for it, but... It's not like he needs that money, so I don't really know what he's chasing. I don't know what he's doing, but he definitely looks like a player that lost. Or I don't know if I should say looks like he looks like a player that lost interest in the PGA Tour, but he looks like a player that just... He's a player
1: that's never had interest in golf.
0: Well, okay. he just doesn't makes it doesn't make sense why he just fell off the face of the
1: earth the last year and a half. Well, let's break it down minute by minute, okay? Number one, um, everybody here, I guess, the ultimate goal in life is to make money and live comfortably. So everybody is going to get paid handsomely. I think there's going to be 48 players. Even last place is six digits, um, six figures. So, I mean, that's almost unbelievable. It's going to take us a few years to get to six figures working. It's going to take us a couple years, right?
0: Not a couple
1: years. Six figures? Yeah, 100,000.
0: Did you forget how to do
1: math? I don't know. If you make fifty thousand a year times two, that's a hundred thousand, isn't it? Yeah, but you and I both make more than that, so <laughs> I'm saying. But we it's still gonna take us two years to get there. Oh, I just you made it sound like it was like well, I, mean, like 20, I don't now. know what it is. It's one hundred ninety thousand or what? Perhaps? Oh, I don't know what the number is. I just so. know it's six figures for somebody who um, finishes in last place for three days. I mean, considering it's going to take us two years and take them three days, I mean, you can't, you can't fault somebody for that. No, I don't blame somebody
0: that maybe is in a position that hasn't uh, really made their career yet, their career earnings, like James Pyatt. I mean, I don't. he probably isn't going to be able to make that type of money on the PGA Tour right now because he's probably not going to finish that high up in tournaments. But at least, you know, at
1: the LIV Tour, he can. And With that being said, though... I mean, in the end of all the other major sports, I mean, LeBron James is playing for NBA titles. Mm-hmm. Seth Curry is playing for NBA titles. Um, Tom Brady's playing for NFL titles. And now we got golfers that aren't playing for titles. They're just playing for money. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes the game of golf look... Um, golf already has a stigma related to it about where it ranks sports-wise other than Tiger Woods that reinvented the game or the game could be gone by now. But now, you and I just had a conversation for two minutes that all it's about is the money. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is, all of the big-time athletes in all of the other sports are playing for money. They're playing for titles. Mm -hmm. And golf now is turning into, I just care about the money.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Which is, I think, makes it awful. It makes me even despise the tour and the players that are doing it even more. And now the question is, um, what's the PGA Tour's response going to be? Because it comes down to one thing: what are you going to do? Find him fifty thousand? I mean, my understanding is DJ is getting at least two hundred thousand dollars just to show up. I mean, I, I, I
0: said like he's getting. I,
1: I read that he's getting one hundred fifty million. No, I mean that's just crazy. So find him. So find him a hundred thousand dollars. What yeah. that ain't going to be? I think I can do that math, and that still shows I'm coming out on top pretty much. Yeah. So short of a suspension.
0: Yeah, they said a suspension um, or ban.
1: And because if not, the next LIB tour, which I think is in Oregon, um, why wouldn't you go? Yeah. Why wouldn't the other guys go? I guess all I'm saying is it, it, it's taken somebody like Tiger Woods who plays for one thing and one thing only. And I get it. You're saying, well, you're trying to live comfortably, you're trying to become a millionaire. But what about all these other guys in these other sports? They're playing for titles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think an offensive lineman in the NFL, I mean, that's a pretty rough job. And, I mean, they're just going to make pretty much average money compared to an athlete. And these golfers are basically saying, we don't care, just give us the money. I mean, I, I get now that's a whole different story when we talk about it being from Saudi Arabia, whatever, whatever. I'm just talking about the whole role that it makes golf look like. And... Um, it's embarrassing, I think, to the game, and I hope the PGA Tour does the right thing and bans the players. But then, but you, you ban got, them just for the year, or do then you give them another chance next year? Or? Um, I think they're ban. I think you ban them for life. I
0: don't know about that.
1: Yeah, it's got to be something. Well, I I completely agree. I mean, with the one ban, year yeah. ain't going to care. They're not going to care. But the question is. I don't it's not even the PGA tour, it's what are the four majors gonna do? Because the four majors aren't don't run. By. Them. The four majors aren't run by the PGA tour. Yeah. So the US Open's the first one up. What's mm-hmm. the USGA gonna do? So let's talk about what the USGA is supposed to do. They're supposed to grow the game. I don't think you're growing the game by allowing this to happen. So um, and then obviously what's the British Open gonna do run by the R and A again to grow the game. And then you got the Masters that's trying to grow the game. What are they going to do? And then, of course, the PGA will be last next May. But, again, if all they're going to do is find these guys, they could care less. And I think you'll see at the next event, that will be probably 50 of the top 100 players in the world. Mm-hmm. And, again, the sad thing is these nobody names are only doing are only getting the opportunity because the big names don't want it right now. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the big names know they can go, and pay a $50,000 fine, guess what? All 48 players are going to be the top 100 in the world, and these guys that are ranked 3,000, they're never going to have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So is it growing the game? Absolutely not. It's growing the pocketbooks of already filthy rich athletes. And I think it's just a shame. It's just absolutely embarrassing. And um, the PGA Tour has got a real... Um, a real problem on its hands and I think it's probably going to be the beginning of the end if the PGA Tour doesn't come down hard because besides maybe a Justin Thomas there's not a lot of players that are interested in just chasing titles it seems to be just all about money so I think the PGA Tour is in a um, in a real predicament that's my personal opinion
0: yeah I mean I agree you got to stand strong otherwise players just walk right over you so they're going to be in trouble
1: I guess, I mean, I don't know. I think we got some things that got to get taken care of. And um, I'm interested to see, um, I don't know. I, I think they're going to have to figure out what, what's going to go on. And um, I sure hope, again, the PGA tour things long and hard. Um, uh, things long and hard. So I really hope good things come out of this. Again, DJ has kind of been like a lost soul for quite some time now. Um, And I think um, the good thing is, I guess, we don't have to wait long. I mean, the U.S. Open is not next week, but the week after. And we're going to find out what. The PGA Tour put out some ridiculous response today, just saying anybody who plays will have disciplinary action. Um, It looked like a fifth grader wrote it real quick and just threw it out there. So... I'm sure they're. I mean, what do you do? Ban them for a year? I mean, and let them make billions of dollars on this Saudi Arabia tour, and then then what happens? I mean, I don't know. So I think the the game of golf is. um, I think the game of golf is um, in a bit of a peril. It's not been there in a long time, I feel like.
0: Well, there's never been a challenger.
1: No, I mean I just kind of like
0: when the USFL was trying to take down the NFL thirty years ago, yeah, twenty five years ago. How long ago that was? Forty years ago. So it's just never be- had a competitor, and we'll see if it with was, withstands. Was I mean, how are they going to keep paying all these players
1: this much money? I don't understand. Uh, well, I guess because the oil that we get from Saudi Arabia. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I I feel bad because golf is obviously a game that i love i hope that it um continues to grow the sad thing is you got a bunch of 40 year old men besides dustin johnson who are just trying to make some money to live comfortably the rest of their lives which is fine i mean if at 45 you decide i'm not going to go to the champions tour um it is what it is oh so i guess the next time we have a podcast we'll find out what the um, results going to be. We'll see if it's going to be a punishment. Um, I guess. I don't know. I just. I don't know what to say about what they're going to do. I don't think there's really a win win situation for anybody. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's, um, it's sad to see. I mean, hopefully, no other big name players will go.
1: that be um, interesting. I mean, DJ's never going to be a Ryder Cup captain. Mm-hmm. You're never going to have. Um, Sergio and Ian Poulter and, um, I mean, I don't know. So, it's going to be interesting. My question is, is it going to stay alive, this OIV tour, though? Well, that's what I mean. That's what I don't know what the Dustin Johnsons and them are doing. They're basically giving everything to this group, um... In saying, because um, I mean, it could just be like the USFL was one? and it was, no, it wasn't even really successful. But that's it, like, I think year. This, the the, the ban has to be, let's say, a couple years, then you know what I mean? Make them think, well, maybe this thing survives a year, but isn't mm-hmm. going to be in for the long haul. I think yeah. it's got to be hit now, it's going to go to courts.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with a ban for a lifetime, but I mean, if you say like a ban for like three, four, or five years, then yeah, I think that would make the players think more what they're doing that's maybe good. maybe you have to
1: go five years i don't know it's gonna to go to court obviously and to me the pga tour is they own those golf tour. i mean they're, they're 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 that's their tour it's like a private company i guess mm-hmm. you know like i can establish rules you can't do drugs you can't smoke on property you can't whatever like i mean to me i don't understand how the pga tour can't win this um but anyways that's my that's my take on the situation so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I, I think um, I think we got a lot. Again, it'll be fun the next time we do a podcast because once in all, we're going to finally see what the, um, what the consequences are. And if the consequences are minute, um, it's just going to be a kick in the face. Um, it's going to water down the tour. Um, the sponsors aren't going to like it because they're not going to get the biggest names. Um, and it's just... It's not going <clears> to, <throat> unfortunately, grow the game um, the way it should be. So the, I think the PG Tour has got to come down hard because if these players are going to miss so many tournaments a year, miss some of these big tournaments, why would I want to be a sponsor of a PG Tour event? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure Louis Ustazen is looking forward to winning another second-place prize.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Louis, goodbye. You never won anything anyways. Sayonara. See you later. And um, that's my feeling. Um, so anyways, now tr- going back to where we left off yesterday. Um, or last last week, we talked a little bit about the um, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher. SEC had spring meetings with all their coaches. And Nick Saban was very kind. Well, well, are you going to add more to it? Well, I was waiting for you now to say whatever.
0: You can say what he said.
1: Well, he didn't really say anything. Just that he's – don't got anything against Jimbo Fisher. don't got anything about Texas A&M. He um, – no issues. He understands what everyone's doing. Uh, basically, just a kumbaya moment. Like, there's no, no big problem. And um, it just shows you that, obviously, Greg Sankey, <clears throat> the um, commissioner of the SEC, got on the phone and um, I think made a point of saying um, – you better tone it down, boys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: it's uh, it's interesting to see where the, the, you know, NIL is going. And um, it's a lot of just uh, who can offer you the most money, I guess. Um, so, I mean, I guess he wasn't completely wrong, but he kind of came out pretty fiery for a guy that doesn't seem to usually do that. So it was kind of a shocker for him to, to do that, and
1: obviously Jimbo didn't back down. So, I think college football is in a real peril, though. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know where it stops or how to control it now. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's to the highest bidder, and again, look what we just talked about. I, I got, we got the lib, the nil. I mean, it's all it about was, money. Yeah, it's all about. If you ain't talking money. money. I don't want to talk. These guys are making more than NFL players. Some of these NFL players probably wish they could go back to college now. Oh, yeah. um, it's just amazing. And, again, what are we going to do in terms of of controlling it and monitoring it and watching it? There are no rules. It just opened up, and now it's it's like the wild, wild, wild west. It's every person for themselves. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out going down the road. Um, just think about the money that some of these players could have made that were
0: just huge names. I mean, just so many names that you could think of.
1: Yeah, just that... imagine Jameis Winston in a crab shack or something, you know? I mean, I think about yeah, if he was he in make. South Carolina
0: right now, he'd you you'd be getting a lot, or yeah. down in Florida, he'd be mean, getting a lot of crap. He yeah. wouldn't have had to take him. Um, and you think about somebody, I can't think of his name. He was the guy that went to the Raiders, He's the big fat um, guy from LSU, the quarterback, like 15 years ago. Yeah, Can't think of his name. He was a huge letdown.
1: Oh, Jamarcus Russell! Yeah,
0: think about the money he could have made. <laughs> There's just so many players that could have made so much money that, um, you know, where are they now? And um, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, and you know, again, I'm going to go on in Ohio State, and but it's also different because college football,
0: money-wise, it just continues to seem to probably grow. So. I mean, maybe money wouldn't have been the same,
1: but it's still obviously there's been a lot of money for an 18-year-old. Well, I mean, I just think about Ohio State and the tattoo scandal when the players got free tattoos and Jim Trussell got sanctioned and obviously fired from Ohio State. Um, I mean, and now we're paying people millions and millions of dollars. I mean, it changed a man's career, um, and maybe it was best for Ohio State in the long run, but in the end, um, you know, it's, it's just interesting, um, where we were and where we've come. Um, and you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. So that situation is over. It doesn't look like they're going to punch each other in the face. Um, but I'm sure it's not the last of it. Yeah, works. I'm sure there'll be more of it. Cause I mean, it, coaches will get
0: angry because of different things and, all these things happening, and it's just gonna be an interesting to follow, interesting thing to follow with a lot of the big name recruits. Every single year, they might lean one way, and then they might make a visit and see what they can get at a different place, and like what they see, and like what's offered to them, and then completely go to a different school. Yeah. Oh, so um, that's just the way it is, and you know, I think it maybe it obviously benefits players, but I don't know how much coaches, especially the older coaches, are going to continue to. Go through what they have to to recruit yeah. players and get players, and basically it doesn't really matter what your name is anymore. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but it, it, you know, um, a lot more goes into it than just your ability to produce NFL talent, right? As an org, uh, as a uh, school, as a team. So,
1: well, and on a second topic, we talked about this as a potential thing um, several, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago in college football that eventually we were going to eliminate divisions and let the two best teams. We talked about this, and since we talked about it, the Pac-12 has decided to do away with divisions. They're just going to take their best two teams. And um, we talked about it briefly with Ohio State, Michigan, Big Ten, and so on. But uh, one more time, Stephen, what's your take on the fact if if we would eliminate divisions, let's say, in the Big Ten?
0: Yeah, I mean, it would... Uh... The um, Old West probably really wouldn't get. um, I mean, I guess Wisconsin and Iowa would be the only ones that would even be relevant since they've started pretty much playing the game. Um, When they've done the divisions, that would even have a chance to. um, But that's also based off because of the schedule. It's (laughs) usually a lot easier than the teams in the East usually have to play. So, um, I mean, I I think since they've done the East-West, only the East has ever won. So, right? since they've done East-West and the because um, there was legends and
1: leaders for like a couple of years yeah, or year two I mean two. it's Wisconsin I think I don't, I don't even
0: know I don't think they've won one and I don't think I have, obviously Iowa hasn't they lost to Michigan State in 2015 I mean you, essentially you, if you go back to like 2015 I mean I don't know what year maybe it was 2014 I think it was 2014 they still had legends and leaders but I can't yeah. remember um, but say 2015 you got Michigan State 2016 Ohio no 2016 was uh Penn State, 2017 Ohio State, 2018 Ohio State, 2019 Ohio State, 2020 Ohio State, 21-21 Michigan. So um, those are all East teams. Um, 2014 would have been Ohio State, but I don't remember if they were East or West or if they were legends and leaders still. But
1: I mean, go back to this year, and obviously Michigan dominated Ohio State in Ann Arbor, and according to this... Guideline: Ohio State-Michigan would have played one week later in Indianapolis. Now, I think most people would have probably favored Michigan, obviously, um, because they were pretty dominant in the game. Um, But on the flip side, you have this rivalry. You have two teams get up. Michigan exhausts all this energy to beat Ohio State, celebrates like they won a national title, but in six days you're going to go back and play them again. I mean, it's kind of just, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it doesn't seem fair in my eyes. Well, uh, I mean. And then Ohio State, let's say Ohio State beats Michigan. Then you're not have both teams. Then, yeah, then who's going to go? I mean, is, I mean, why is one game more important? To me, it only hurts the Big Ten, potentially hurts the Big Ten, doesn't do anything to SEC
0: because they don't play each other. The top co- two
1: teams don't play each other. The, co- the question would be, the what if Ohio State and Michigan play, in October.
0: That's the thing I saw was, too, was, like, what if they change that and then Michigan and Ohio State isn't the last week of the year? I mean, that would be weird, but, um, I don't know. I think it only stands near the Big Ten and does nothing to the But it SEC. seems
1: like that's where we're going, don't you think? Yeah, I, mean, I agree.
0: I understand it, but I just think it only hurts the Big Ten, sadly.
1: I mean, I feel like whether we want it to happen or not, that it is going to happen, um... I don't know. I just think that that's that's where we're going. And at one point, it's going to happen, which um, I don't know. You know, we love traditions in college football. But on the flip side, we're slowly but surely, I feel like, every few years chucking a new tradition. And you just wonder if um, it, it sounds interesting, right? Like, yeah, let's put our best two teams. I mean... But again, I just think Ohio State, Michigan, end of the year playing each other. It only stands to
0: hurt the Big Ten and hurts I mean, obviously, I'm not saying it's going to happen again this year. But this last year, if you say the scenario, Michigan won and at Ann Arbor and then say they play again and Ohio State wins, what do you do? You got two ten and two teams, and then you got Georgia, who's twelve and one, and Alabama, who's twelve and one. Well, the SEC is already going to get two teams in there no matter what, and the Big Ten likely knocked themselves out of it. So, I mean. When I think of it, I, I don't like it as the, for the Big Ten just because it hurts the Big Ten, but obviously I would say pretty much every single year since they've done the Big Ten Championship, what they've done East-West divisions, the the two best East teams were probably the two best teams in the Big Ten. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough. I mean, and obviously hurts the West um, because they don't get a team in there even, um, even if they, obviously the big the West has had, I don't know if Wisconsin's ever gone 12-0, but... I think they might have once, maybe, um, or at least eleven and one. They've been, I feel like, so obviously they've had respectable records. But at the same time, how do you grade a eleven and one um, Michigan or Ohio State versus an eleven and one Wisconsin? I mean, obviously you know probably which team's better, but I mean, how do you base it off that? I mean, like this last year, Michigan played Wisconsin. Ohio State didn't play Wisconsin, I don't think, last right. year. So, I mean, how are they going to judge it based off that? Are they going to judge it based off head-to-head if they have played? If they haven't played, are they going to judge it based off of like, um, rec- uh, yeah, I don't know how you do it beyond that?
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting so, to see. So, it, I think we're headed there. That Obviously, the Big Ten's not doing it this year. But I think the Pac-12 was just kind of the... I think also the Pac-12 struggles because they seem to get left out of the playoff a lot. Yeah. So they want to put their best programs out every time. But I I gotta believe the Big 12 is gonna follow suit because they're also kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And I think it's just a domino effect. It's yeah. gonna happen to everyone eventually. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we're gonna talk about today, because we haven't talked about it on here, but it did come out the NFL schedule, and we love looking ahead to the NFL. I think just yesterday I saw 100 days before the first NFL game. Yeah,
0: yesterday it was 100
1: days before. Is it? It was the Thursday night NFL yeah. game yesterday, isn't it? It's the Bills and the Rams. Bills and Rams. Yeah. So Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford. Um, that's kicking off the NFL season. Obviously, the Super Bowl champ always hosts the game. Um, and now they're getting to play. Obviously, a Buffalo Bills team that is going to be the the odds-on favorite to win. Um, So that should be an interesting matchup to start. And then we have, of course, our Thanksgiving days. And I just want your opinion on how do you think your Lions are going to um, fare against the Bills this year? Um, They're going to lose? (laughs) Can't they just give the lies? I mean, we're going to have this discussion again. When's the last time they won on Thanksgiving? I don't know. It's been a few years. I mean, everyone's always injured. I mean, the one year they had Law as the quarterback and, I mean it was I mean it's tough. I mean it's it's a it's a tough tough area. And then you got the Giants and the Cowboys. Of course the Cowboys and they you know, bring in the NFC Jeez. team. It's kinda That's of, a disappointing game right there. Yeah, and then I think the night game on Thanksgiving is just as disappointing. The Patriots and Vikings. Like I yeah. mean I, the Vikings don't interest me a bit. And the Patriots obviously have I mean I don't know. I just I, I They're think a good team, but they're not like a Flashy, no, good-looking team. I don't, I don't know. I so, just I was shocked that those were going to be the games um, that just seemed like an interesting one. And then of course the NFL is also going to be out on Christmas Day competing with the NBA, which has the NBA pissed. Um, it starts off with the Packers and Dolphins. Um, again, that could be an interesting matchup because the Dolphins. Whether people, you know, like it or not, they're they got playmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna be interesting. And the Packers, of course, are the Packers. Oh. So that's gonna be interesting on Fox. Nickelodeon and CBS have the four twenty game, the Broncos and the Rams. I the you know, the Broncos I think go to they get the first Monday night game at Seattle. I get it with Russell Wilson going back, but I'm just not sold on the, the Broncos. They I don't there's nothing that interests me about the Broncos. I know they got Russell Wilson, but I don't know. I think I, that doesn't, game doesn't really excite me at all either, unless we got some fantasy players in that. And then NBC has the Buccaneers and the Cardinals. Obviously, Tom Brady and Kyle Murray. If, who knows if Kyle or Murray's even going to be playing because every time you turn around, it seems like they were. he's complaining about something money-wise. So just kind of fun to look at those are probably, you know, obviously the first NFL game of the season. Like, I, Like the Browns and the Steelers or the Browns and the Ravens. I've just... Would be fun to see one of those games. I, I don't know. I, I was really disappointed when I looked at the Christmas and Thanksgiving Day games. Like, again, unless there's one of our fantasy players in it, I mean, I'll watch it because there'll be probably nothing else on. But none of the games really stuck out to me as like a as a yeah like a must watch. Like, oh my God, you got to watch those Broncos play whoever. I mean, yeah. who, I don't know. The Broncos just don't don't interest me. Russell Wilson isn't you know getting your
0: um, no, getting your no, eyes no, excited? No,
1: no, no, I think Russell Wilson just, um, I don't know. I They're really excited about Russell Wilson. I just don't know if I see it being, um, being a, a top-notch player. I don't know. I think the Broncos got a good defense, but... Did you see Jerry, Jerry Judy got his charges dropped?
0: He did? Yep. I didn't really read into it, but I saw that on the he- headline. It said Jerry Judy was... His charges were, like, dropped, I think is what they I don't know if they used they used a different word. but
1: Interesting. Well, um, I mean, I'm sure all Broncos fans are happy because he's yeah. definitely got a talent as a wide receiver. There you He's back. They got him the quarterback that they need, so it'll be really interesting. So we won't have a podcast next week, but we will have a podcast during the week. The following week, it'll be U.S. Open week, so we'll be um, previewing the U.S. Open at Brookline, the country club. Um, site of the historic 1999 Ryder Cup comeback. Um, we'll see which golfers are even allowed to play, which golfers are not allowed to play. We'll pick our favorites. Steven picked Justin Thomas. We'll see if he um, he's got a couple of weeks now to brainstorm who he's going to pick for the Hey, United I'm one for two in majors this year. Yeah, I mean, well no, you're one for one, right? Well, I mean, I didn't pick the Masters winner. Right, but you won one, you lost one. What did I say? You said you're one and two. Or one 4 two, I meant like. Oh, okay, okay. We'll take that. So it should be interesting. So that was like a good shot. Next, Mahomes. Oh, look at this! That was right at baby. it. Make, oh, he did p- had the par five
0: in the second hole. He hit it like 30 yards over the green.
1: He's an a- guy a- needs, a- needs a- to get a- his a- clubs a- dialed a- in. Thin air in Las Vegas. The ball goes. Oh, a bit he's not adjusting to it. No. All right, everyone. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll preview the p- the U.S. Open. We'll see who's left, and we'll go from there.